Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? Welcome to the Relic Grind, our Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix podcast here on Ready Check Radio. The music's playing. That means it must be Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern. I'm Mike Byrne, your host. Excuse me. As always, we're doing the show live, twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. If you're watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, iTunes, any of the multitude of distribution channels this show is on, we appreciate it. While you're there, give us a like, a thumbs up, a subscribe, a comment, feed those algorithms, tell your friends if you like what we do here. That's how you can support us. It's fast, it's free, and it's easy. Go ahead and do it. And of course, join us live sometime. Head on over to readycheckradio.com. All the socials, including Twitch, are linked right in the upper right-hand corner for your convenience. No even scrolling down necessary. We got a little bit of Final Fantasy XIV news, maybe a little bit of bad news on the North American side of things if you were waiting for some particular things that might give you an opportunity at a house. We'll get to those. But then we've got a ton of other Square Enix news no live alive. It's good. Thumbs up. Go play it. We've talked about it on this show. You know I love it. My other two knucklehead hosts are going to wait, maybe play it a little later. But I'm telling you, go play it now. If you've ever played it, you love it. The 2.5D uh, HD remake stuff is just fantastic. It's so good. And if, and if you've never played it, you're doing your, yourself a disservice. Go play Live Alive. Joining me, somebody who has not played Live Alive. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkov. Not yet. Not yet. What's up, sir? Um, I'm busy at the moment with the Octopath Traveler. Okay, just you know, just flicking and, and combating here and stuff. Oh, hey, gr- hey, greetings, programs. How are you guys doing? Combating here. <laughs> I'm just combating. I'm combating. Is that a verb? Yeah. Like, can, yeah. can yeah, combat it is now. actually be... Well, yeah, because I guess, like people plural would be like combating the flu or something like that right so i think that could be conjugated as combating doesn't make sense the way you used it but it's not as fake as i thought also on the line he's 12 adam lane chronos with no beard i was so excited about all the comic-con news that i thought we were going to talk about on the podcast so (laughs) i shaved just fell out yeah yeah all the comments. Well, if you want a few minutes, go ahead. I know you're happy with a lot of Marvel <laughs> stuff, and and people do value your opinion. Yeah, it is the first thing I see tweeted or or Facebooked at you with our look, myriad of mutual friends. They just plan the next decade of my life out. It's okay. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Which? What are you looking forward to the most? Uh, like, coming up probably the Daredevil show. Probably number one. Oh, you took mine. <laughs> um. Then it's probably Thunderbolts. I really like Thunderbolts when I was like early 2000s Thunderbolts comics. So I'm kind of glad they're doing that. And then obviously like the two Avengers movies. But those are like, you know, I got to stay alive for three years to watch those. Yeah. (laughs) Got to make sure we don't die. Uh, My favorite was It Doesn't Matter. Just (laughs) put them out. If my kids want to go see one and ask dad to come with them, I'll go with them. doesn't matter to me. But Tark, besides your stolen favorite, is there something out of the con that you are supremely hyped on, for to touch on daredevil i because this is such big news for marvel mcu um it's going to be a tv show it's going to be 18 episodes none of this i did see that six episode shortened you know compact can't really 
dive into side stories. You get 18 episodes. It's like a full season of television. They're going to be able to do two, three uh, storylines, some you know off-character stuff, really build some stuff out. Uh, and apparently Daredevil is also going to be part of She-Hulk, so that's going to be cool too. Uh, newest girl saying Blade and Fantastic Four. I I could you Those know what I could get I can get uh, behind Blade. I did I did Blade, really yeah. enjoy the Blade series. My dad was like a huge Fantastic Four dude growing up. Like he had uh, you know all kinds of comic books from Fantastic Four. That was his crew. And and I don't I don't know a lot about them, but I also heard that this one is not going to be an origin story. So for like people, yeah, they that confirmed like, that. Yeah, they yeah. they did confirm that too. I know none no of cast, this is no Square Enix, them. but uh, they make Avengers. So we'll tie it, it in that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. But yeah. it underperformed, so. Underperformed. Just ditched the whole studio. Underperformed. So. Throw the whole thing out. We're actually going to talk about that a little bit <laughs> later. But let's uh, let's get uh, some Final Fantasy XIV stuff out of the way again. We got the little doldrums in between as we close in. We're just weeks away now from 6.2. Hope you're enjoying your Moogle treasure trove. I'm not. The frickin' Taoist <laughs> Moogle did not get repopulated into the rewards list this time around. We've only seen it twice. What was it? 2018 and 2020, I think. Both, I don't even it was, know. It was in both of those. And somehow my brain just managed to, oh, yeah, I'm gonna, I got to go grab that. Oh, shit, the event's over. But. <sighs> yep. Makes me so angry. I've, First, got, I logged, I've got three minions this week, so I'm, I'm feeling good. I logged in, went over, and was like, uh, oh, wait, maybe it's under old one. Oh, no. oh, oh, come on. Womp, womp. Yeah. I have your mount in my inventory, Mike. You haven't come and gotten it yet. Oh, that's right. That's right. I got to come and get that. You wait too long. I'm just going to throw it in the trash. Oh, no. This is the same one you got? You got no, I got, a, I got a different one for him. Okay, I bought, I'll take I that. Different... If he doesn't want it, I'll take it. I'll <laughs> give you a deal. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I bought two different ones. I got. I finished the pterodactyl. It's done. Yay! Yeah. Never Congrats, again. Dude. How's, Never again. How's ultimate? Uh, we're still around the same spot. same spot. I think we're gonna lose a day this week, sadly. But uh, yeah, we're still at dragons. I, there's a chance we might might see phase seven in like two weeks, maybe, and that would be cool. But you know, it's not gonna cross my finger. I'm not gonna like hold my breath or anything. Might cross my fingers. Well, heading into six point two, obviously, Moogle uh, treasure trove will come to an end. That will pretty much coincide with the six point two launch. Uh, so we've only got a couple of weeks left on this one, and the usual mopping up is taking place. We've already uh, gotten word from Square Enix on the official Lodestone site, all the changes to the current tombstones. Now, like, currently there's technically five still in the game, like in your menu. Yeah. In your menu, there's technically five still in the game, but two of them have been, you know, tossed out a while ago. Uh, you can still do some exchanging if you need to clean things up. But 6.2, we are getting the, the new tombstones, uh, Allegory and uh, Revelation. Those are going to be gone. So you're going to want to trade those ones in soon. And then we're going to have Aphorism and uh, Astronomy. Those will obviously get bumped down their little tier list. Pretty, pretty standard for all of you Final Fantasy XIV um, regulars. The new one now, elegant tombstones of causality, of causality, causality. Do you like the name talk? Makes, uh, makes me think of Matrix, uh, Merovingian. Yeah, I love it. Sounds great. Causality, causality. You all right with it, uh, there, Kronos? I don't care what they call them. <laughs> They're all just the same thing. 
Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to run out of names eventually. It, it, they might just have numbers assigned at some point. I don't know. I, I really don't. It doesn't matter to me. Just give me the new tomes, though, to tell me what they buy. Like That's, <laughs> that's all I need. Uh, newest girl reminding everybody, last chance to get the FF4 gear before it's moved to the hunt currency. Uh, so get on that. And then we obviously have the PvP season switching over as well. We kind of mentioned last week when we were talking about PvP season one or series one ending, the, uh, when it comes to Crystal and Conflict and your ranking, you will end up getting rewards for all ranks below at where you where you are at and prior to, uh, but that's actually going to happen when 6.2 launches. And then going forward, you'll just get all the rewards at the end of each season for every rank you have successfully passed and ultimately where you finished. So you have until the end of Series 2 to collect any rewards from Series 1. So make sure you get on that. You still have time, plenty of time, but don't miss out. What's up, Tark? No, I was just... They're, they're naming conventions for the PvP seasons and series, and it just gets all muddled. Yeah, well, we kind of said that when we first saw it revealed, though, in the live letters, that it was like yeah. series and season, but a season is this many series, and this many series is this many seasons, and in yeah. a season you can have this series. Yeah, we, we kind of said that back when they, they did the live letter. So that's, <laughs> that's your regular 6-2 maintenance coming up. Uh, as far as what you need to get taken care of and cleaned. But the Buried Memory 6.2 pat, uh, patch special site went live today. Kronos, I assume, just like the other, uh, all of us, you have been through it. There is not a whole yeah. lot yet, right? This yeah. is how they usually nope. do it. The psycho's active, not a lot there, and then slowly fill it in over the coming weeks. We have the key art for buried memory. We have the bullet point list of what's coming, new main scenario quests, the high-end raid, everything we've reviewed before, Island Sanctuary, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then we've get, we get an advertisement for Endwalker and then an advertisement for the free trial, managing subscription, and then links to the lodestone. So none of the key art, there's no point in, in showing the, the site. There's no trailers or anything on there yet. We do get the poster though. Uh, that's the big thing, yeah. yeah that's the yeah. biggie. That's the biggie. And front and center, we have what maybe a familiar face. What most people think is a familiar face, a little person in a black robe, Kronos, holding a have, what what looks to be a red mask in their right hand, but you can only see the top half of the red mask, so we can't yeah. see the entire thing. It's definitely old man Lahabrea, but like. It's whether or not it's the one that we know is the real question. Yep. But yeah. it's definitely him. Right there. Yeah. Go ahead, Tark. I was going to say, you know, ultimately, this could be not the, the law operator that we know and come to despise, uh, but it could be, you know, his dad. Like that guy yeah. that we're helping could be yep. the new yeah. Lahabrea, is, is the theory. That's, so that's the theory. Yeah. So it's a it's a dad expansion, is what you're telling me. We've got Papa <laughs> Papa Levelier, uh, we've got Papa Lahabreha, we've we, we've just got all the Papas. Who's Papa coming? Night, yeah, light who's, and darkness. Who's coming in yeah. six three? Uh, who's coming in six three? Whose dad is uh, going to get Papa in? On this? Yeah, yeah, Papa Golbez. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Papa yeah, Golbez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Papa Golbez. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
obviously we'll get more information as we get closer to six two. We'll get the trailer. We'll hit dad, dad <laughs> Final Walker. Fantasy fourteen Dad Walker. Um, <laughs> we'll get the trailer. Um, we'll get key art for the dungeons. That's obviously you know one of the things that all three of us are really hyped about is seeing exactly what they do with these various scaling dungeons and and things. They like did that. put. They did put that those are two five. I don't yeah, know if that two was confirmed five. before. Yeah. I mean, I assumed we, we that knew, that was what we it was knew it, We knew it was not yeah. two zero. Um, yeah. was what yeah. was confirmed. Yeah, so, I doubt uh, they wanted to over, overlap that with <laughs> Savage, so that's probably why. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, especially with the changing of the timing on Savage and them really wanting to mm-hmm. to test out if that timing is the best way to go or not, um, compared to the way they've they've traditionally done it. Last alert, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Last bit of Final Fantasy 14 news. So there's I've seen some irresponsible headlines on this one. <laughs> um, there is a delay to the North American data center expansion, but it's probably, at least right now, not actually going to result in a delay to the North American data center expansion. So the North American data center, just like the other ones, is being expanded in two phases. The first was get the damn hardware, right? That was yep. originally slated for next month, August. Mm-hmm. That has now been pushed back to November 2022, citing, of course, semiconductor shortages, trying to coordinate with other parties to find a solution. Couldn't do it. Now it's going to have to be November. What they don't think, though, is that that is going to delay the second phase. That schedule right now is unchanged, and that's when the new logical data center will receive the actual four new additional worlds, and that's already been slated for spring or summer of 2023. They don't anticipate that that is going to change, at least not yet. So the headlines you see saying that it's delayed, eh, not quite, not quite. Uh, but to be fair, it's not exactly all that wrong because Kronos, they were saying spring or summer of 2023. So they it, they already had a six-month window <laughs> that, they yeah. could, that they could drop this in next year. They were probably kind of planning for some sort of failure too. So oh, they have like a fallback. No mm, doubt. So. Yeah, no After doubt. everything I mean, that's happened this last year, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's probably a good idea. Good idea at all times, yeah. by the way. You should just do that. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, yeah, I don't think, it's going to be that much different. I mean, I don't know. I think also like queues and stuff haven't really been much of it. So if it's like, it's not really going to alleviate anything. It's going to be nice for some people that really want to go to a new server. Well, and the biggest part of this, of course, is housing. You know, that is, yeah, that is a huge true. reason for people wanting yeah, yeah, to look yeah. at new data centers, new worlds well, is to go get a house. I, I'm interested to see if any of that stuff changes with Island Sanctuary. I know he said it's not housing. I know he said that, but I'm just, I want to see it. And then see if that like alleviates some pain for people, I guess. Depending on what you can do. What but. What do you mean? Like people feel like, hey, I don't need a house. This is enough. Yeah, of, if like, you have something, you little... can like. Yeah, but it really gotcha. depends. And I mean, he's it'd be, it'd be an instance base kind of makes it a little bit weird because like you know, you can go to people's houses. How consistent are you gonna be able to go to people's islands? And how much of it's actually yours, kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, that's why he's been really. He said straight up, it's not housing. Oh yeah, but like uh, yeah, multiple times. Yeah. Yeah, so, but I understand a lot of people want houses. I get it. Tark, you had something there. Yeah, not really. Oh, all right. <laughs> 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 oh, actually, I was uh, smiling at newest girl. She put out uh, uh, having all these data centers before seven point oh 
probably be the most important thing. That's true. That is that is definitely true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would be nice to have everybody spread out a little better for uh, for seven yeah. of course. Yeah. Get some stability for the next big launch. Are y'all gonna move? I'm not. Y'all moving? No. Uh, no. I'm not moving either. Yeah. There's, I'm dug there's, in. there's no reason for me to. I like I'm in a small free company that is like just a group of friends type deal. Yeah, uh, I already have a personal house. It's medium size. I don't want a large house, yeah, because I don't do enough like in my house anyway. Like honestly, I have the first floor of my house decorated. That's it. Like I, the second floor in the basement, there's freaking nothing in there. I got a couple things out on the lawn. Uh, you know, so I like I dabble in housing. Even in like games that are really well known for their housing like if you look back and, and wild star uh, and and their housing system and just like it's not a huge thing for me personally i i don't know i always think it's cool i'm always like oh yeah i want to own a house yeah and i'll put some stuff in it too but there are people that just like man rift oh my god rift and their dimensions oh. back in yep. the day right it wasn't just a house they were you and you own multiple dimensions and things and People like created MOBA games in their dimensions and things like that. Those those people are nuts as far as I'm concerned. I'm like, that's very cool. And if that's what you want to play for, it's your sub. Do whatever the hell you want. But housing's just never been real big for me. Me either. Elder Scrolls is like that too, right? You can buy houses in like every different zone that you want to. And I'm like, oh my God, who has that kind of time? <laughs> like some, for some people that's what they do man yeah, they just log in and, that is know. their game right you know they're like yeah. ah screw pvp screw dungeons you know yeah. glamour and housing is where it's at <laughs> that's just not me that's not me yeah are you guys big housing guys or was it just kind of like a, oh no i'm getting a house but okay now i have a house great i, I don't have a personal i only i just use the fc the fc the for one. me yeah I, I want a medium house i don't want a large i'm like you I, that's just too much uh, I want a medium house, and then I plan to like get a friend to decorate it for me. <laughs> I'm not going to do it hire myself. For, you hire people for guilt, man. They do yeah. it. He's yeah. going to hire somebody to come in and. Hey, man! Fun, I need to decorate. Let's go. Uh, that glitching stuff is hard, man. I don't. Oh, have you goodness, seen? Have you cool seen ones. the housing document yeah. that they put out? It's like 50 pages, man. I'm not yeah. reading that. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's longer. That's like every ultimate guy put together. Yeah, Tark's like I'm gonna just pay somebody to come in and feng shui this bitch up. Just yeah. they, they, there, people do it. They're oh, really yeah. good at it. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, people do it. They like doing it. They enjoy it. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it on the Final Fantasy 14 front. Uh, so a quarter of the show today on Final Fantasy 14. I mean, over the don't expect a lot, right? The next couple of days, we all know how. Or next couple of weeks, we all know how this works. We'll we'll have. Probably an update each week on some stuff added to the 6.2 site, and that's probably going to be... Are we going to get a live letter before the patch? We, yeah, we still have part yeah. two of the yeah, live yeah. letter coming. That's what too. I thought. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. so that'll uh, probably, that has to be in like two weeks, right? I would think so, yeah. 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 Because they're still, it, it, they're still advertising it as late August, and if you look at yeah, when well, Moogle... Yeah, yes, yes, yeah, if there you, you go. If you yeah. look at when Moogle Treasure Trove ends... Twelve. It's, yeah, it's, it's not going to be late August. It's going to be more mid-August. Yeah, the I live letter should be the twelfth if, if if the patch is the twenty third. Yeah. Yeah, the twenty third is the patch date for sure. Like there's no way it's not the twenty third. Yeah. So So not exactly late. More mid. Actually right in between mid and late. <laughs> <laughs> Just mid late. 
mid late or late mid, whatever you want to do. Like mid core versus hardcore. It's, yeah. it's not really yeah. hardcore, but yeah, it's not exactly. casual. Exactly. I mean, exactly. It's more late than early. It's you not, know? it's oh, not, yeah. it's not savage. It's just kind of rough. It's, it's extreme. Rough, it's not savage. It's extreme. <laughs> it's kind of, kind of rough, kind of rough. All right. So let's talk about some other Square Enix news. And this is the topic that I, I thought looking ahead of it that I thought, you know, we're probably going to spend a fair amount of time on this. Uh, and we are not actually talking about anything Square Enix related. Like, not a press release they sent out or a game or anything. We're going to go back and we're going to talk about Eidos Montreal. One of the companies sold in Square Enix's purge of Western developers at bargain basement prices of $300 million. So cheap. Very, very cheap. Very, very cheap. Because this past week, there was an interview over on uh, GameIndustry.biz talking to, excuse me, uh, Stefan Daustus. Apologies if I butchered that. Uh, who was one of the former heads at Eidos Montreal. And he, uh, he guys, he was, he was kind of brutally honest, wasn't he? Like, he had some stuff to say. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He had some shit to say. Uh, and some of that wasn't all that surprising, and then some of it was. Now, remember, Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal, they were purchased by Embracer Group for a price tag of about $300 million that Square Enix initially said they were going to use to help fund their NFT blockchain venture. And then when people were like, why? They said, oh, no, we're going to use that to sink into existing IPs. By the way, here's a Final Fantasy VII cloud doll with an NFT attached to it because Final Fantasy VII has nothing to do with big corporations gouging environments uh, and, oh. and customers or anything like that. So, like, what a stupid game to have picked like, for that. I, I don't know. You shouldn't know. call it Shinra. You should just call it Square Enix. Yeah, it's just <laughs> so stupid. So dumb. So dumb. So here's, here's what he had to say about the relationship with Square Enix. Like, he thought they're going to come in and, like, introduce some organization and be super supportive. And it was very cool when this purchase went through in 2009, he thought a bunch of things were gonna change. Guess what? It didn't. He said, it was clear that the main purpose of Eidos Montreal was to increase capacity of production or development capacity within the group because Crystal Dynamics was branded more like a mono project studio as was IO Interactive. Montreal was there to save the back catalog. It was clear that we had great IPs that were sleeping on the shelf, Legacy of Kane that was discussed, but wasn't as strong as Deus Ex and Thief. He did go on to talk about like Thief and how that didn't really work out and how he would have liked to have had a little more time on that, but he described the process working with Square as it was a train wreck in slow motion, to my eyes anyway. It was predictable mm. that the train was not going in a good direction. He recalled going to a meeting 
where the Eidos Group of Studios was expected that year to generate in 2012 $65 million in profit, and instead Square told them that they lost $65 million that year. He said, we were dumbfounded, especially because my studio didn't have any deliverables for that year. The pressure was starting to build my employees towards me, mine towards my superiors. I think that when people are in a crisis situation where there's a lot of situations, you do see their core behavior and values, and I didn't like what I saw. There was a really a lack of leadership, courage, and communication, and when you don't have those basic things, no employee can do their job correctly, especially when you're heading a studio. I was losing hope that Square Enix Japan would bring great things to Eidos. I was losing confidence in my headquarters in London. Pretty uh, damning words, Tark. Yeah. Uh, clearly, this is just a whole leadership issue. Like, who's who's guiding us? They didn't know. And they, you know, you go into a, a merger like that. Like, I think of possible, you know, Sony Square thing. And I'm like, okay, Sony's going to, you know, really straighten some things out and make things better. And then maybe that's what they thought when Square came and got them for it to just all fall apart and and no one's at the you know conductor spot um could be very frustrating i i don't understand how square can let it all go so badly and i'm sorry legacy of kane uh much more important than duosx and and thief sorry uh i'll go with you on thief i can't go with you on deus ex those were fantastic deus ex was good yes they were good chronos it didn't get any better like, he said they would go to annual fiscal report meetings, and uh, the Square Enix Japan would always add these little offshoot statements like, we were disappointed with certain games, they didn't reach expectations, and they did that strictly for certain games that were done outside of Japan. Like, just, <laughs> like, even the studios are like, they're directly blaming us. I, I wasn't surprised by any of this, really. I don't know if y'all were. You just kind of read this, and you're just nodding your head as you read it, because that's how I felt. I wasn't like, surprised yeah. by any... It, to me, I was more surprised that somebody was saying the quiet part out loud. Yeah, and I guess granted, that's true. He, like the, the, yeah, he yeah, left the company... He, he left Eidos Montreal in 2013. So he's like yeah. been removed from the situation for like nine years now. So that yeah. does loosen lips. Uh, at certain, Yeah, Legacy of Kane is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted Legacy of Kane too. But Deus Ex was might, pretty I damn mean, good. And I honestly, think I think we're gonna get a legacy of Yeah, Kane. I was gonna say them selling it's probably a good sign for that series, honestly. I think it's a good sign True. for all of them because I don't you can see it recently with all this stuff. I mean Tark said it jokingly earlier about Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like for them, uh, for most of their stuff that's like not Final Fantasy and a few other things, it's just about the bottom line, man. And like I don't think they care if you really like so like you have to bring to them like how you're going to make them money and i think that's how they see everything that's why they're getting into this nft crap it's it sucks i don't like to see it because i really like final fantasy but this does this stuff doesn't surprise me anymore sadly i mean and the fact that it's been going on since you know he's saying basically 2009 2010 or when you know whatever i i'm not shocked and it sucks that i'm not shocked um because yeah i mean it just I mean, even, like, t Tomb Raider, man. Like, look at Tomb Raider. They they just had, like, their anniversary or whatever before all this stuff was sold. What did they do? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> like, it just it blows my mind. They did announce a new title, didn't they? They said they were going to do it, and then it got sold. I'm sure it's still going to happen. Pro yeah. Like I said, it's probably for the best for all those IPs to just get out from under that. 
And I'm sure that's what these places thought when they got bought by Square. They were like, oh, I mean, that, no. he says it kind of. Well, you know, now now we're going to be taken care of, not knowing what, what really is about to happen. Is right, and, that, like, and he does talk about yeah. that later. It's like, you know, I want to be hopeful for the Embracer group doing what we thought Square Enix was going to do when they purchased us. But I, I they got to change the formula. It hasn't been successful for the last 10 years. Why on earth would it be successful for the next 10 years if it's the same heads in charge, the same type of mentality is hopeful for Embracer group stepping into this. What kind of was shocking when not only when it was sold, but was the price tag. And we all said that on this show. And he mm -hmm. does chime in on this, that he was just stunned by a $300 million price tag for three AAA studios and a laundry list of long-running IPs, including Tomb Raider, by the way. Yeah. Um, and he compared it uh, to, uh, Daustus compared it to Embracer buying Gearbox, which was a $1.3 billion deal. Granted, they have Borderlands, but... He, he does say that. He is, they have about 1,000 staff. Eidos has about 1,000. They have basically Borderlands and some others. Eidos has five times the IP. This is where I think his analogy kind of fails. It doesn't. It tries to equivocate Borderlands and a few smaller titles to five maybe mid-range titles without acknowledging just exactly how big Borderlands is or how big Borderlands has been in the past. Uh, so why four times less? I guess there just weren't a lot of people interested, and it shows the health of the value of the potential of Eidos, unfortunately. It was a train wreck in slow motion. <sighs> I don't like the direct comparison. I get what, what he's saying, though. Yeah. I think if we were talking about the difference between 600 and, and million and 300 million, Tark, I'd be a little more like, okay, well, Borderlands certainly is worth probably a couple hundred million in and of itself, just as an IP and an intellectual property, a franchise, etc. Uh, but we are talking about the difference between three hundred million for three studios and one point three billion for one studio, when the headcount is relatively equal just in one of those studio sales. Um, mm -hmm. You can argue about the the valuation of the IPs, I think, a little bit, but that is still a big price tag difference. It is, and it. Uh, we talked about this uh, previously where it, it felt like they were cutting this out and trying to get whatever money they could quickly for something down the road. Um, maybe, and, and then maybe we'll talk about this in just a moment here. Um, you know, Sony maybe just wanted square proper, didn't want this excess, you know, what they considered, you know, dead weight, um, weren't really interested in the IPs maybe, um, and then get that influx of cash to kind of boost their numbers on paper to say, Hey, we look more valuable this way. Um, you're just getting our prime stuff and some extra cash. So maybe something's coming down the road with another studio or, you know, platform coming to pick them up, but maybe. Um, so chat asking, you know, this may be sacrilege, but outside of Tomb Raider, does the average consumer know any of these IPs? Maybe Legacy of Kane. Yeah, they certainly do. Uh, Thief, yeah. Deus Ex, Legacy of Kane, Tomb Raider, uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, which is extremely well received. Uh, it, little, it, won, it won awards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, like, it yeah. Good. it's good. I, I mean, it's, so there are there are definitely IPs there. It's, well, and the that, and that, is, by the way, that's just Eidos Montreal. Yeah, and the funny thing is well, about like Chris selling Dynamics. it. Yeah, because yeah, Dynamics is part of that too. But like uh, like like selling it at the low price, it's like 
I mean, of course it was kind of low, dude. Like, it's like the little kid who, like, says his toys suck, and they want to get rid of the toys. Of course the people are going to, like, lowball you. If you don't want the toys, like, yeah, like, if you don't want them, like, why is other people, like, it's not like they're flaunting, like, oh, look how good they're doing. It's like, look at how crappy they are. And then they're like, oh, I guess we're going to have to sell it for less than we wanted to. Like, I don't know. It's just... Because it's not it like, like Square... They really yeah. wanted to get rid of them. They yeah. really wanted to get rid of them and... <laughs> or best offer, you know, come come look at my, you know, box of uh, studios here, yeah. you know, kind of yeah. shuffle through I'm, and see what you want. Like, well, I'm just trying to think of... Oh, sorry, one more thing, I guess. I'm just trying to think of, like, when's the last time Square said something nice about, like, a non first party square title yeah like where they've like really like gone out of their way to been like look at how that, great this is that first tomb raider maybe they maybe yeah they do talk about <clears throat> guardians of the galaxy being well received but obviously marvel's avengers was not that was a huge loss on square enix's side uh mm. and it's still something that they're trying to recover from uh with that uh, hd games division uh, and he and he said maybe at the time the deal was signed the superhero thing was a big thing it still is but there is some fatigue with superheroes and I I wouldn't disagree with that statement um, um, they're yeah, still gonna they're so still gonna it. sell I'm not implying yeah. that they're not gonna sell but yeah they're sure as they're, oh God there's another superhero and, movie or, or game coming out there's certainly a portion of the audience that is like okay can we do something different sure. But that also was a softball that they fucking bunted oh, yeah. oh, to yeah, third yeah. base. Oh, yeah. Like, let's be real. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, yes, there is fatigue. Yes, there's people that don't want to buy that stuff. And I totally understand that. There's people that are fatigued from the Marvel movies, even though I still love them. I understand. But that was a softball that you should have sold all the Marvel fans on. I didn't buy that game. That should tell you so much. Like, yeah. I will buy so much crap that's just well, like Marvel and he related. even he even says something to that effect which makes it all the more kind of damning that it didn't do well you know he's kind of chastising them for taking on the superhero game instead of giving you know a chance at a different new game but he says maybe it was the easy way out it was it absolutely mm -hmm. was yeah they might have thought that selling a superhero game is easier than a conventional game and i agree with them that's exactly what they thought and so they thought they could just live service the shit out of it and people would so, take yeah. it yeah. and they didn't they didn't here's the biggie gentlemen we talked before on this show about a potential purchase from sony buying square enix here's what he had to say if i read between the lines square enix japan was not as committed as we hoped initially and there are rumors obviously that with all these activities of mergers and acquisitions that Sony would really like to have Square Enix within their wheelhouse. I heard rumors that Sony said they're really interested in Square Enix Tokyo, but not the rest. So I think Square Enix CEO Yusuke Matsuda-san put it up like a garage sale. And at the time, that's exactly what all three of us felt this was. That this was a liquidation of assets a potential buyer probably did not want to absorb as part of a merger or acquisition cost. And so it was put up and let's sell it fast. And that means we're going to have to sell it cheaper because we want it out fast. Yeah, um, exactly what we were saying months ago when this happened. Uh, they're just priming themselves for someone to scoop them up. Uh, I feel really bad for all three studios. I thought all three Tomb Raider games were awesome. The Deus Ex games were magnificent, both of them. Um, they just didn't get the support from up high, um, and they kept getting thrown under the bus. 
So it's it sucks for them. Um, I hope Embracer leads them down a good path and uh, and hopefully maybe we, this becomes the Square Enix uh, Final Fantasy fourteen Sony podcast. So here's the thing too. I'm reading this interview and nothing surprising, but I, I again I'm more surprised that the the soft parts are being said out loud. And it does sound a lot to me like exactly what we thought it was at the time. Get rid of the the bloat uh, because Sony's probably only interested in Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, like the core the core IPs and any basically anything coming out of Square Enix Tokyo. And then I think back, Kronos, to the way the Forspoken delay was announced. Mm. The net, the most recent delay, I should I should say, yeah. <laughs> when they said they had talked to business partners and had made the decision to delay the game due to those relationships. Now we laughed because the only real title of any real, I mean, oh. there's a few coming out, but the only real title of real significance, kind of within a 30 day window of Forspoken's previous release date, is God of War. Mm-hmm. is God of War. And I can very easily start to see like the dotted line, right? If I want to be a little conspiratorial about it, sell off no, the I... West because <laughs> Sony has said, we don't want the West. Okay, we'll sell it. We're now more attractive to Sony being a potential buyer. Oh, you're gonna, you've delayed Forspoken into October? Hey, uh, we're still interested in buying you. But we don't want Forspoken to compete with God of War, even though I think generally most people would say those aren't really competitive titles as far as lineup, genre, or whatever. But I'm sure Sony just looks at it and says, we don't want anything coming out around God of War if we can help it. You know, if, if we're the only title on the block for a 14-day window, that's fantastic. Hey, Square, since we're still talking about potentially buying you, would you mind delaying that game? a little bit. Our strategic business partners prefer that it not come out. And I just couldn't help but think it had to have been Sony, right? Like Sony got to be putting a little pressure on, dude, trust us. We're totally going to buy you. We're totally going to buy you. Could you just first delay Forspoken? (laughs) I I mean, I follow your train of thought. It makes sense. Is that legal? Like, I'm not like, you know, legally like, can they do that? Can they can Sony be like, hey, we want to buy you, but can you move this, please? Like, I don't know. I, I don't think as far. Um, and again, you're talking about Japan, so regulations a bit yeah, different, it's different there. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think they could do it like uh, the sale it's, contingent upon them yeah, willing like, to do that I or mean, not. But they are certainly business partners and have been cozy for decades. Yeah, to yeah, the yeah. point where I am sure that when each of them has big releases coming up, they do kind of talk back and forth. And there, there's probably oh, yeah. a little yeah. bit of coordination with that stuff usually anyway. Um, yeah, it's not an insignificant amount of smoke. It's not an yeah. in, insignificant. I I, would I ag- I'm going to go out on a limb, gentlemen. Within the next six months, it is confirmed Sony buys Square Enix. Within the next six months, it is confirmed. That's That's just my gut feeling, watching everything unfold, seeing these small things... I mean, this is somebody that was in charge. Uh, granted, it was nine years ago, uh, but yeah, I, I've within the next six months. So that puts it what by basically end the January, end of February. At the latest, end of February. Yeah, end of February. Okay. I I think that that is. 
I, I don't think it's done. It may not be done, but it is a f- officially announced. Am I nuts? You know, I was taking your conspiracy theory, and I was going with it a different route. Maybe Sony sees the potential in Forspoken, and they want it to be on their ledger when it comes out, if they can get this finalized in time. Um, we don't know where it where it's at, you know, behind the scenes, because no one's said anything. We're all just speculating here, but um, that, that's a that's a great uh, conspiracy theory. I I really like where your head's at. There. Am I am I nuts on six <laughs> months? Love, to Kyle says I am. Big fan of your tinfoil hat. I love it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Kyle says no, I'm I nuts. I don't think you're nuts. Yeah, I don't think but... you're nuts. Six months. I mean, we've had these whispers i mean that the whole sale happened what beginning of this year so you know a full year to get things ironed out and oh no don't think things- chat don't think it's a fanfic kind of thing i actually i can't spoil what we're going to talk about in in the the love it or leave it uh and, and where i where i stand it's not wishful thinking on my part i actually think it's not just- not a great thing i mean I think even when we talked about this when they first came out, like I don't think any of us were shocked that Sony would be interested in Square. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think we even said if if like they like when when like the whole fire sale thing happened that if Square didn't do that, Sony might have done that after they bought them. Yeah, like true. Um, so it's not like yeah, I don't think this is like crazy to think that they're. I mean, look at all these other companies getting gobbled up. It's just a thing. Everybody, yeah. it's it's a it's an arms race, basically. And um, I mean, Sony and Square have been in bed for decades at this point. Oh yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean the, the thing I think we've even it, pointed this out too. Square basically does work for Sony in yeah. some ways. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and, and I'm sure ways. it's going to be a, kind of like the Bungie deal, where they're still going to be their own publisher too. Um, I think that laid the groundwork for yeah. Well, uh, Square it, to be I like, think hey. the Bungie sale is a little different though, because Sony even publicly said they they didn't care about. Well, they didn't say I, I don't care about Destiny 2, but they weren't buying it for the game. They wanted specifically yeah. the online community they had to bolster the 12 live service games they want to put out over the next X years. Mm-hmm. And that's not me making up a number. That is their number. No. Yeah. Uh, and the tech that Bungie has for online live service games. Like, they were very clear that that's why we're buying that. And then they threw X million into the company to just keep their staff. They were like, we don't want anybody leaving. We want you to all stay here. Here's millions of dollars to make sure that we retain everybody too. Um, and then they've been selling and buying Square Enix shares, as Newest Girl points out, for for years now. For years now. And at one point, they liquidated all their shares. And, and you know, But yeah, they've been in bed forever. They've been in bed forever. Yeah. I, uh, I would not be surprised. Would not, be, but do I think it's a good thing? I don't know. We'll get back to it. We'll get back to that a little later. Hey, gang, more leaks. <laughs> Speaking of Sony and Square Enix having a lovely relationship, this is the second time Sony's PlayStation Store has leaked Tactics Ogre information. <laughs> Yay! First, <laughs> by the way, this title still is not confirmed. <laughs> it, it is still not publicly confirmed. Did they like what? There was a date on the last one too, which yes! is funny. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. sometime in November, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, the, yep. the date was on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was yeah. on this one. Okay. The first yeah, one. The, last the one. first one was just like uh, some cover art with the title splash and the fact that it existed, uh, that it was going to be a thing. 
Well, now it leaked again that Tactics Ogre Remake is coming, this time with a date and a description and some screenshots. <laughs> so, you know, I guess if you're Sony and you're going to buy a company, you just tell the company, we're going to do whatever we want. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. So this not announced game now has a release window and screenshots and a game description all leaked twice. Twice. And by the way, Square has still not confirmed if it's a thing. <laughs> I think Which it's a, I think baffling. it's a thing. Absolutely I, baffling. I, I think it might be a thing. There's a good chance. Yeah. It might be a thing. I put it at ninety nine percent. I think it might come out in November. I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> Maybe the eleventh. Maybe yeah. Yeah. I love the look of it, baby. Look at this. Oh, it looks great. I mean, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the 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 two and a half D art uh, HD remakes they've been doing. I mentioned Live Alive at the top of the show, and this isn't quite along those lines, but it is uh, a hell of an improvement over what we had in the past. Here's the details about it and the improvements. Right, we're getting high definition graphics. Okay, revamped enemy AI, fully cool. voiced cutscenes, both in English and Japanese. Music that's been re-recorded with live performances. Quality of life features like quicker paced battles, thank God. Auto-saved. <laughs> Excuse me, hiccups. And a complete overhaul to the controls and the UI, all according to the PlayStation Store description of this PlayStation Portable 2010 remake. Uh, yeah, I just got one word, Tark. Dope. I'm on. Absolutely. I'm, I'm on board. It looks so clean. It looks so good. Uh, it still con uh, has that ogre aesthetic, which I appreciate. Um, and they need to do more with the series. It's been shitting on the sitting on the shelf for too long. It's been but shitting is... on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you should be here for pre-show. We talk about pooping. Um, <laughs> uh, it looks really good. I want to get my hands on it. And yeah, I love ogre series. You know what's great? I booted this up on my Steam Deck the other day. <laughs> <laughs> the, the original the, the original nice. yeah nice. i was not pooping at the time i was not <laughs> pooping at the time uh so yeah i mean this is a day one purchase for me this is yeah i have <laughs> chat just wants to see it multiple people want to just see it like either never come out now <laughs> and it just keeps having leaks over every couple of months i kind of want to just make a fake uh like oh. cover for it and then just put it in a GameStop see if someone finds it. Yeah, or have it come out and not be announced. Just like all of a sudden <laughs> it shows up on shelves. Um, speaking of this kind of like art style, Tark, did you get a chance? It's been out for 24 hours now. Have you had a chance to check out Octopath Traveler Mobile? Uh, so I was part of the beta um, basically going through the same steps that I've gone through. Put about three hours in. The combat's good. Um, the monetization, not so much. It's not as bad as your re reincarnation. God, that was awful. Um, but it's very grindy. I could tell just from looking at all the currencies, um, everything that you need to upgrade levels and limit break them and uh, get gear equipment. Uh, it's it's a grindy game. It, you don't have to spend money to get that stuff, but you know, of course, like any free to play, it makes things faster, right? Um, there's 64 freaking characters right at the beginning. So uh, if you want to 
get those characters, you're going to have to shell out money or wait a heck of a long time and grind out, you know, the, that currency. Um, I, I can't, I can't wrap my hand around it. You know, you have a free to play game and you're given this currency, but then you have the separation of in-game currency and then paid in-game currency. So the paid people, they get something special, you know, it's, it rubs me the wrong way. Um, if you're going to give currency, just give the currency. I don't know. Um, but I like the game so far. I haven't hit a wall quite yet on as far as grinding. I'm still pretty early into it, but uh, the story is pretty cool. And I love the Octopath Traveler graph graphics in the combat system. Yeah. And, and so those are, I am a huge Octopath Traveler fan. Um, and luckily those are the traits that are in the game. Like for, yes. for the most part, they have maintained the combat system. So that's, that's a huge win right there is that, and there's just like a familiar feeling to it, right? There's a nostalgia mm -hmm. hit when you boot this up, uh, because it's got the style, it's got the combat and everything, but yeah, uh, Matthew Schultz over at AndroidPolice.com. Beat, Ripped this apart. <laughs> beat the hell out of this game. And you know what? I don't know if they're all that wrong. Mm. The headline reads, Octopath Traveler Champions of the Continent is the laziest gotcha game from Square Enix Oof. yet. Pillar boxing, no English voice work, horrible monetization, retreaded gameplay, and poor performance are just a tip of the iceberg. Says the story's a little convoluted, 64 characters, the Force tutorial's too long. Okay, that, that's that's just flavor stuff, right? You know, people yeah, are going to be okay with stuff. it. People are going to think the tutorial's too long. But then they start talking about performance. It's capped at 30 FPS, no matter what graphic settings you lose or you use. Its aspect ratio is locked, no matter what device you are using. So you may have letterboxing on your particular device. Then it goes, obviously, into the monetization purchasing or has up to $100 per item purchases. Once you get past the force tutorial, you can enter the in-game store sneakily named guide. <laughs> nice. Yes. You're guiding these characters into your fold. It is one of those five-star pool type games, yeah. right? It's a typical mm -hmm. gotcha game. Ultimately, this means the game is fully pay to win according to this reviewer. And it isn't shy yeah. about it either. But since it's a solo experience, other players paying to win shouldn't affect you outside of the fact that everything is monetized aggressively and gated to the hilt. But the bad news doesn't stop there. There's no controller support, and the available cloud save feature requires you to use a Square Enix login known as the Square Enix Bridge. This is to force players into Square's system that at least supports logins from Facebook, Steam, Apple, Google, and Twitter, when Google already provides a native cloud save option for developers of Android games. Seeing I'm not keen on extra steps to take advantage of core features that should be expected of every game on the platform, this is another failure on Square's part where it ignores the wants of its users to once again give preference to itself and its own ridiculous systems. It's the latest low effort release from Square Enix, which is saying something as the developer is already known for its lack of quality across mobile and PC platforms. Oof. That's pretty good. <laughs> so, Kronos, when are you booting up? <laughs> Never. None of that. Again, again, the, the stuff you just read did surprise me. And the stuff Tarkov described, that could have been like every mobile game ever made. 
Unless you had introduced it differently, I wouldn't have known. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, it just sounds like run-of-the-mill stuff. And this is why I don't play mobile games. This is exactly why. I just, I can't. I can't do that stuff. I guess the, people should just start advertising the mobile game as like, at least we're not Diablo Immortal. That's that's what they should lead with. Yeah, it's definitely not Diablo Immortal. <laughs> just go there. Just that that's their, that's your that's the slogan of my new mobile title. Yeah, Final Fantasy Ever Crisis. <laughs> yeah, at least it's not Diablo Immortal. So yeah. I figured I'd bring the B roll up before we actually started talking about it, just so it's like totally out of context. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, I saw this and I was like, what the heck. <laughs> all right so what the hell are we talking about here all right so square enix released re released manga up or manga up uh, whatever you prefer i don't care uh and it is a digital service to read your favorite graphical novels my dress up darling full metal alchemist all kinds of stuff through this app it's it's a free app but there's purchases for the different the, the different pieces you want to read here's the thing though it's heavily censored. <laughs> uh, credit to Anime News and Facts uh, Twitter account for the B-roll images you are seeing here. So you're seeing a Japanese version on the left, and mangoes, <laughs> and a, uh, a English version on the right. Now, it's not like, like you can see nipples through that sheer shirt, or uh, like she is fully covered. She doesn't even have cleavage showing. Like, there's not no. even cleavage there. But in the English version, it is censored out. And obviously, fans, manga fans, not happy. Manga, manga. What, what is it? Is it manga or manga? Like, what do you say? What do you say when you I, go? I, I, I think it's the correct is manga, but I'm not 100%. I always thought it was I, I manga. manga. Okay, all right. I thought manga was like a butchered Ma American version of no, it, that's, but that's, I could be wrong. That's mangoes. Chats already. Uh, all right, mango. Okay, all right. mango. I always said um, manga, but I think my son corrected me the other day. I don't know. Maybe he was wrong. Anyway, um, I've been I've been like I've been reading mangoes since before you were uh, born. I don't know, man. It's like it's like Street Fighter, dude. Like Ryu, Ru, Ryu. What's right? Who knows? Who cares? Uh, right, no, it's it's Rama. It's Ryu. It's Ryu. Manga. Okay, Actually, so, yeah, I'm pretty right. sure it's Ryu. You know. Ryu. Exactly. So a bunch of people took to Twitter and they said, "Square, what is up? Cool service." Cool story, bro. What's up with the censorship? And Square said that robust censorship was needed to make its titles available to countries around the world rather than just English-speaking countries. Censorship guidelines are still being hammered out behind the scenes, so Manga Up may alter what fans currently see in the catalog before long. So maybe this will change. I don't know. But just to give you an example of how ridiculous this gets, I've got extra images for you. No, like, uh, can I tell my favorite one? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't want you to spoil the order that I have them in. Okay. This one, I mean, she's a well-endowed female, and so let's just censor the endowment. Like, she doesn't even have cleavage, let alone yeah. something showing through the shirt or, or being nude. Mm -hmm. Here's another one for you. This 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 is the, the another one. I particularly like this again. Uncensored on the left, censored on the right. You can see in the upper right cell, her cleavage is censored. However, <laughs> her even more robust cleavage in the bottom panel remains uncensored in both images. 
So we have got to be the hand placement. The hand placement makes it okay. It's it's covering that little dip there makes it okay. Mr. Final Max saying uh, in chat, this has the potential for the funniest censorship ever, especially if there's an algorithm doing this. The moment machine learning censors out eyes, we will have hilarity. Uh, it, it hold probably that, is an algorithm. Hold that thought, Final. Yeah. And you, yeah, you know I love better. you, Final. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, hold that thought. Let's take a let's take a look at, at some more. Uh oh. Here's a lady that dares to have a crotch. I I mean yeah. Full full jeans, not even short jeans, not even capris. Yeah. Full jeans. Full, full, full jeans. jeans. And look, I'm gonna be crude for a minute, but it's not even like the artist drew a camel toe in there or anything <laughs> like that. I was gonna say there's like no they're, camel toe. They're, Why? I know the B roll might be a little small for you to like drill in on it like that. <sighs> But it, nope. it is not. The only, there's a little bit of shading underneath because it's in shadow. Yeah. Like, no, it, no, see, Sir Onion Knight yeah. saying dat camel tone. No, no. No, it's just jeans. No. Here, let me, I'm going to blow it up for you. It's just a seam. The seam is unseemly. I'm going to blow it up for you. See, there is no, boy, anybody pausing YouTube right now. It's just like gonna be like, what are know. they talking about? It's just a, it's just a little I, bit of shading in in between her legs because they, you know it's fucking shading. It, it, just make it the thumbnail. It's light. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, make it the thumbnail. Yeah. Before you go to the next one, though. What's that? I said, come to me before the next one. Why? Just. No, I gotta show it. I gotta show yeah, it, well, dude. Okay. Here's the next one. Yeah. <sighs> I just, I guess I want to know in what country, um, where knees are, you know, taboo, are, are too much that you need to censor a kneecap. Anybody knows if I mean if that's a thing. Okay. But it's a kneecap. <laughs> Noob fridge. Get that knee off my screen. I'm offended. So, Final Max, you weren't wrong. It's not eyes. It's knees. The algorithm don't like those knees. Like, the only thing I can think of is that they were, like, their skin, and we're, like, the algorithm couldn't tell if that was her crotch or his leg. Like, that's the only thing that, yep. that because of the positioning of his knee at the bottom of her torso. Like, I just feel like the algorithm couldn't decide if this skin tone was her crotch or her butt or his knee. And so it just the algorithm. Oh my goodness. Maybe it'll change. Maybe it'll change. <laughs> Square will let you know. I mean, if you want they to check out their won't. service, go ahead and check it out. Go ahead and check it out. Check it out. I mean, this is absolutely a thing. I remember uh, Street Fighter when it was on ESPN back in like 2017. They wouldn't let a person play the Armika. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Default default outfit. Yeah. Yet yet Cammy was fine. Yeah, Cammy was oh, fine. Which made no sense. But you Cammy know whatever. Is fine. Uh, well, yeah, in a different way. But you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like it just makes no sense. <laughs> a stray knee that went uncensored. Get it, Distorted says. What's up, Distorted? <laughs> How are you? 
Oh, look at that. Newest girl. Oh, I, okay. Oh, I had to read that. Newest girl getting hot and bothered for kneecaps like it's the 60s. <laughs> um, we're getting another uh, figure, another Play Arts Kai figure. Cool. Yeah. I like yeah. those. This one without NFTs. This one Sweet. without NFTs. Uh, and they have elected to go with Cloud in Dress. Cloud in the Don Corneo sequence dress, which I appreciate that. Yeah, with which I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say that's awesome, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, uh, available for pre-order now on Square uh, Japan. So I've seen a couple different prices for this. Kotaku calls it two hundred dollars. Some of the trends or some of the conversions I've seen. Uh, for the yen, puts it at about 140, 150. So let's just call it 150 to 200 dollars. Um, but yeah, you can go ahead and get this cloud in a doll play, uh, play arts Kai, and a bunch of posable and a, you know swappable hands and all the usual stuff with these these great figures. Yeah, how much? I need it. 150 to 200, somewhere in there. Kotaku calls it 200. 150 with the 50 dollar delivery fee from SquareEnix.com. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. They, I, you, I think it's pretty dope, actually. I think it looks yeah, great. Yeah, get this and Aerith in a red dress and uh, Tifa in her black dress, and bam, you got the best set. Yeah, it's super detailed. Super detailed. Yeah. I mean, they always are. Play play arts is, you know. Yeah, the play arts is... is they know what choice. they're doing. They, they've, yeah. they've got this down by now. Yeah. And then they're just they're evolving it, adding the NFTs, which apparently everybody wants. And no yeah. NFTs in this one. No NFTs. How do you know you bought the statue? Then you don't know. You don't have the yeah. NFT to accompany it. You don't have a so you you don't don't have have digital certificate of authenticity to prove that you bought this. You just don't know. Yeah, it's no way to know. Uh, no, I I don't know if I own this. I just have a drawer full of hands. I just. <laughs> <laughs> You're way distorted. I'm waiting for the Tifa in no dress model. That's the one I'm saving my money for. Ironically, you should oh, carry out. What was it like four four episodes <laughs> yeah. ago? Yeah, yeah. That, that already exists, my that friend. That already exists, yeah. and she's bending over. Oh no, she's not bending. She's crouched. Crouch. Yeah, she is full crouch. I, I believe the correct term is the Jacko pose. Yeah, it's Jacko the ja pose. It's yes, definitely pose. the Jacko pose. Definitely so, against the Buster Sword. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that like a month ago or so. Uh, and finally, did one with Thanos on that post too. So. Finally, uh, before we head on over and do love it or leave it and wrap it up for today, <sighs> we got our first look at Dragon Quest Ten Offline Edition uh, slash All in One coming to the Nintendo Switch this October. However. It still manages to just be Japan at this time. This is the offline version of the MMO that never released here, which ironically uh, is getting its expansion September, I think, like middle of September. But of course, that's yep. a Japanese-only release as well. Well, that makes sense. Dragon Quest X never released here. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks great. Looks great. I wish I, you know, oh, I tried, by the way, to turn on the YouTube. There is no English uh, closed captioning supplied by Square on this one. So I tried to turn off the or turn on the YouTube ones. It it gave up like 30 seconds in. It was like <laughs> newest girl wants to know percentage chance it ever gets localized. What do you think, guys? 
the the offline the, the, the online version is never coming here no. we already know well, that. that's zero the that's, offline that's, no. version will happen. it ever come here one percent one not zero but it's not high i give it a 10 percent, maybe oh god i think you're both generous i think it's zero dang i don't like to think that like, say things should. are possible it should, it should be localized and come out here but you might get a fan <laughs> translation <laughs> New yeah, bridge I mean, in chat. <laughs> Did not know what Jacko pose I was. I tried to tried to warn you, and I so mean, he Googled it. And I'm yeah. sure we will talk about that on Gaming Gumbo this Saturday. Don't miss it. 7 p.m. right here. Twitch.tv. Y'all, y'all need to play more Guilty Gear. Then you just don't have to Google it. You'll just know. Yeah. It's okay. It's absolutely. I would love this to come here. By the way, I actually played the Japanese version as as best I could, not being able to read kanji or anything for a little while. Uh, it wasn't like playing Fantasy Star Online before it came west, where there was a lot of English patching that the community had. No, it's it was rough. Uh, I would love to see it come here, though, but I, I think it's zero. Uh, let's head over and do Love It or Leave It. Love it or leave it is the way we end every episode here of the Relic Grind. It's where I give you something Square Enix related, and you tell me whether you love it, want more of it, or leave it. No fence sitting. You got to throw it away, or you got to love it. And we've done this one before, but in light of new interviews, new information, new rumors, I want to revisit with you, gentlemen, a Sony purchase of Square Enix. Do you love it, or do you leave it? Kronos. Yeah, I'm always going to leave these type of things, I think. I don't think maybe maybe there'll be one, but I I can't think of it if there is one. I just I don't like the whole idea of everybody just gobbling everybody up, and then you just have these two companies. Like I just I'm not a fan. I, I like it when there's like more openness to it, and I I I want everything to be crossplay too. So like obviously when when this happens, less of that happens. So yeah, not a fan. Leave it. I'm going to go and say I want to leave this one too. Uh, I don't have a problem with some companies buying companies because I'm not one of those people that thinks it's going to roll down to just two or three big dogs. Uh, I, I, I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, and I do think in some instances there could be benefits, right? Like Sony, Capital, Square Enix, you know, it, sure. Uh, it gives them some more money to play with, some more directions, some ease of, ease of distribution. Like, there are things that are good about a potential buy, but at the end of the day, I don't think I want to see this go through. I'm going to leave it, although I think it will happen. Personally, I would rather that it didn't because, unfortunately, I th- also think that it could lead to Sony forcing Square's hand on certain titles, certain timing, and unfortunately, NFT, blockchain, and mobile might become even more of a focus than they are with just Square Enix. So I just don't like the uh, the whole idea. And Sony's, you know, Sony's got its own issues in the video game industry that it needs to come to grips and, and fix with. So I'm going to go with leave it. That's two. Tark, what do you got? Uh, three for three. I'm leaving it as well. I just don't like the consolidation of all these IPs and companies. Um, I, like you, I don't think it's going to come down to just two, but um, fewer means less creativity and less less ideas. Um, I, I don't like it. Um, is Sony my preferred console? Yes, but 
doesn't mean I necessarily want them to be here. I, I, I want more open availability for all titles. That's going to do it for us here, gang. Hope you enjoyed the show. We, of course, will be live Thursday. I'm sorry, <laughs> Saturday at 7 p.m. <laughs> Eastern with the episode of Gaming Gumbo where we wrap up the week that was in gaming. Noob Fridge uh, will be on this weekend, and I'm sure we'll learn about him and, and Jacko pose and, and uh, him Googling <laughs> that and how that went. Chat, don't go anywhere right after the show today. Of course, we've got a Faye Death herself going live. What's up, Faye? How are you? Oh, oh. I'm well. How about you? I can't complain. Nobody listens. Nobody listens. It doesn't do you any good if you do. Are you are you headed back to the Wonderlands, or do you have stuff to finish up in Stray today? What's the game? We do have stuff to finish up in Stray, but I'm going to be selfish and make everybody follow me to my main channel to go finish that up. Um, Ooh, maybe clever so, marketing. Clever marketing. So I'm trying. I'm in the biz now, so I got to try to. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You've 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 you've, do. you've you're so. you're done with the day job now officially. So you're doing the streaming thing. It's going well. Going well. I think so. I think so. Uh, we're slowly starting to settle into a schedule. And this week I got like the garage cleaned out and some major house projects done so we can settle in and focus on being full time. So tonight it's back to the Wonderlands because we definitely have a lot of work to do there. Awesome. Like, Chat, don't go anywhere <laughs> after post show. We'll need about just two minutes to relabel things. And then Faye Death will be right back. We'll be back next Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, right here, twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. You can head on over to readycheckradio.com and find all the socials. Make sure you give us a follow, a like, a subscribe, comment, all that fun stuff that helps feed those stupid algorithms. Uh, but more importantly, just tell a friend. If you like what we do here, it's a great way to support us. Until then, Kronos, where can everybody find you? Uh, yeah, same as always, Twitter. Uh you want to talk about who you think the next Black Panther is going to be, or like you know some Marvel stuff? I have plenty of time now that I'm not now that I'm not in the diadem anymore. Killmonger is a good guess, but I don't think that's what it is. But yeah, uh, yeah, Twitter as always. That's it. Sounds good, Tark. Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, pretty easy. All at Tarkov Gaming. Uh, playing Final Fantasy 14 five days a week over on Excalibur on Primal. Come hang out, uh, lots of fun. And you can also find me here on Ready Check Radio Saturday and Sunday night. We're current, currently playing Sekiro, kick, kick, uh, kicking lots of ass on all, a lot of bosses. Fantastic. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally right there at Magic Man 1. But more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R-A-I-D-E-O. And you'll get tweeted every time we go live with one of our podcast shows or volunteer streamers who I love very much. Until next time, gang, stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. Later. Steam Deck's a laxative.